This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Oh, shit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Genius Brain Podcast. I am David. So- this is so fucking weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is bizarre. Yeah, my name is David So, and uh, yes, uh, yes, yeah. And I am. Uh, wait, am I supposed to introduce myself, or you, is you, this? You, I'll introduce you. Don't worry about that. Oh so, shit. Okay. My name cool. is David So. This is the Genius Brain Podcast. <laughs> the cool thing about the Genius Brain Podcast is that this podcast is about anything and everything. It can give you life advice. We could talk about some serious shit, current events, whatever you guys want. Basically, at the end of the day, I'm here to uh, accompany you throughout your day. And uh, it's nice because I'm doing this at home, so I could basically wear, wear whatever the fuck I want. And uh, that's exactly what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, today's special guest on the Genius Brain Podcast is my roommate and my very close friend, Khalif Boyd. Yo, yo, Khalif Boyd in the building. I feel like I'm like Charlemagne the God or somebody. Actually, is it roommate or is it housemate? I've been hearing a lot of people say, this is my housemate. That's some European bullshit. Dude. Is it? I, I think so. Oh. You just don't like it. Shout out to Europe. Europe! <laughs> I have a, you know, you know Eunice? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you guys don't know who Eunice is, uh, Eunice is, was the wardrobe, I would say wardrobe consultant. I actually don't know the exact title of what she does. And she's going to be super <laughs> upset. But she basically dressed everybody on set. On Gook. So, uh, as you guys know, I'm not traditionally an actor. I don't know these fucking terminologies. I just made a movie and I just act on shit. That's and about it. Kill that shit. When it comes to like specifics, I don't know shit about it. But basically, with her, she she lived out in Europe for I don't know. I think for like five or six years, and she came back, and all of a sudden, she's saying all this like European bullshit. She goes, "I'm gonna go back to my flat." I'm like, oh, "First of all, fuck you. Go back to your flat. You're going back to your apartment, bitch. What the fuck?" And then uh, what did she say? She was like, "Oh." Oh, she said, I'm in the mood for some aubergines. Some what? I said, exactly. I said, what? I said, what's an aubergine? How do you spell that? A-U-B-R bullshit. <laughs> and basically exactly. that means uh, eggplants. She was looking for eggplants. And I, I guess that's how they say it on the UK. Oh, my God. And, she, and I, I think specifically she was choosing words that I wouldn't know so she could make me feel bad about myself. She was <laughs> like, I'm in the mood for some aubergines and some rocket. Oh, my God. Rocket is uh, arugula in Europe. What? So I'm gonna get some aubergines and rocket in my fucking flat, you bitch. Yeah, you can't be. <laughs> yeah, you can't be using words if you don't know the history behind it. Because it can tell you some bullshit, make you sound stupid when you go back to America. Oh, 100 percent. You're trying to sound, you know, assimilate back into this culture. And I had this uh, this homie uh, in high school. His uh, <laughs> he moved to Hawaii, I guess, a couple years after we graduated high school. And mind you, he grew up in Sacramento, California, his whole life. I mean, the dude has a Hawaiian-ass name, but I think he moved to Hawaii for like four or five months, and instantly he had a pigeon accent. This fool was <laughs> ridiculous, dude. Four to five months, he was like, hey, bro, hey, the kind, bro. 
the fuck out of here, bro. Like, you moved there for four months. You sure he went to Hawaii and didn't watch Fruitville Station? I feel like a lot of people were like, yo, when I watched Fruitville Station, like, people were saying, bruh, 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 bruh. I was like, bruh, you need to stop that shit. Bruh is like the the, the hot thing right now. Everybody uses that term now. B-R-U-H, bruh. I know. Even fucking um, Instagram, dude. You can even, like, use it as a little sticker. And it has, like, bruh and, like, cool temperature really? font. Yeah. You know what the interesting thing about social media now is that uh, I think when I first started, uh, when I was first in this space, I used to think of it as I didn't like people like swagger jacking people. You know what I'm mm. saying? So like if, if there was like a, a, a certain way that people from the West Coast would say something and I would see that bleed into other areas, I would think they were being really fake with it. Like, mm-hmm. why are you saying that shit? Are you saying it just because it was popular? But that's just my old ass way of thinking. Right. It's just social media has blown up. And everybody is on it, whether these kids are growing up with YouTube, they're growing up with, uh, what's it called, that, that shit that disappeared. Vine. Oh, yeah, those talented people. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. um, Vine or whatever that they saw, they're, they're, they're listening to that shit and it's being absorbed in them. Mm. So there's no real, like, you can see that in dance, too. So, mm. like, depending on whatever coast that you're from, like, you would have, like, this, like, West Coast swagger to you, or you have that that East Coast type of shit. But even when you see dances bleeding everywhere now, mm-hmm. everybody's dancing like everybody else. Everybody's singing like somebody else, and nobody's really having that like unique vibe to them like they used to. I mean, there still is, right. but not like they used to. You know? Yeah, it's just like a factory, pretty much. It's mm-hmm. just like the accessibility and like self teaching yourself and calling yourself a dancer and creating your own thing, and then you find out they're jagging somebody from Brazil or some shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Accessibility. It's just like. Yeah, Talking to the mic a little closer. Oh shit! Yeah, there you go. Tight. <laughs> Trying to do this. Okay, cool. But yeah, I mean, just like uh, Instagram, just like the saturation of it and allowing like like memes, the new hieroglyphics. Yeah, it's just easy to like truncate and make it easy and acceptable because I think that's most people, millennials are talking like that. You know what's so funny though? What pisses me off is when I see on Facebook. When an adult makes a meme that they think is really funny, but the shit is not funny at all. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, they found out what a meme is. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm doing memes too. <laughs> and they do like some kind of political bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like the hottest thing I think for old people to do is to go on Facebook and do some politics memes. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. That's yeah. like the thing right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's it's so reverse. You, you said like, oh my God, I can't believe like my parents on social media. They just sent me a meme of John Wobb leaning backwards in his seat and saying bruh it's like i don't know i think i'm becoming that old person though real soon though (laughs) (laughs) so why don't you uh go ahead and let people know what you so if you guys don't know khalif is actually a full-time actor like he he has been acting in this scene for a very long time and i think like so basically what I want to do with this podcast and is kind of have conversations with people. So I think that when you guys listen to a lot of podcasts, you think that these celebrities are the only people with interesting stories. Well, before people became celebrities, uh, they were just regular people to you. You wouldn't even notice them if they were walking down the street. But everybody has an individual story. And I've known Khalif for a, a long time. And I, and I think that especially after, uh, what's it called, like Crazy Rich Asians, I've been getting hit up by a buttload of people saying that they want to become actors. So instead mm-hmm. of hearing it from me telling you what it is to be an actor, because I've only done it for about a year, it would be kind of nice for, for, for you to talk about your acting experience. Yeah. Um, my acting experience is, uh, I just recently discovered, it was just my, I mean, everyone's journey is unique. Um, and in my case, like if you 
before you even before you knew me, like I was super quiet. Like I didn't know how to express myself. Um, and going even further back before that, when I was 18, like growing up, I had a mom or I have a mother who's deaf and a father who's super stoic, his inability to communicate on a deep level, to share with me, to help me find my own voice wasn't there. Mm. So, and we had basic television that was uh, limited to me and I didn't have so much to draw on from my imagination um, I mean, I had I had hooked on phonics. Couldn't read that well. You were on hooked on phonics. Hooked on phonics, but bro, yep, I made it all the way to the brown volume. I don't even know what that is because I was too smart for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is hooked on phonics brown, like? Bra- oh man, it's like these cassettes with these workbooks and just like. Like reteaching you, man. It's like a supplement to what um, to my homework that I was getting in elementary school. Your dad didn't help you like try to read and shit. No, man. The old way he taught me how to. No, he really didn't. You know, whenever he took me to the library, um, he would go out to the magazine section. He would well, first he would walk me over to the children's section. I find the librarian. She gives me a book, Goosebumps, Babysitters Club, Sweet Valley Hires, and shit, whatever. And then I would want to take this book home. And hoping that my dad would read it to me, but instead he would show me his jet magazines or ebony and oh, like what the fuck? tell Your dad me wasn't there to study shit. He was, he, to, he he was, was looking look. at downtown Julie Brown and whoever look, else, look Naomi Campbell. Yeah, totally, totally. He was that weirdo in the corner <laughs> with no shame. Your dad's like six foot five too. He's hard to miss. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, definitely in Cerritos. When's you know majority is Asian people mm. and. uh it's a very affluent city and him just being in the corner trying to figure out how to get on the internet and not doing that. He was just sitting in the corner reading his magazines. You do. You told me your dad speaks Vietnamese, dude, which My is dad. fucking wild, dude. I know that is a very sweet bookmark in my life. Um, if he hadn't done that, I would not exist. Um, my mom, she, again, like I said, she's deaf and she only speaks Vietnamese. And when my father came back from New York, with a little stint, triangle pro, uh, blew out his knees. Um, pro on basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a sour Wait, so spot. So did he, when he, so you're saying when he, was he in the NBA then or was Contract. he? He was like tryouts, like. Oh shit. Yeah. So he was right there. He was right there, yeah. And then he's blew out and. Did he tore, tear his ACL? Um, no, he actually, uh, he had a, uh, when he was in high school, he um, was working at Alpha Beta. Do you remember Alpha Beta? What the fuck is that? It's like a Save-On. Remember oh, Save-On? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's still Save-Ons to this day. Really? Right? I nah, think so. I don't think so. Really? I don't know. I think Save-Ons, are you still around? If you are sponsored this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Do that. We need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he was opening a box with a box cutter and just missed it and slit his knee. He had like 26 stitches. And ever since then, it just wasn't right and... Hold on. So he tore up his knee, not yeah. even playing basketball. I mean, was... he did. It got it got weakened. Yeah, like yeah. But essentially, it, that wasn't the root problem of why my father had to. Doesn't stop. he know when you open up a box with <laughs> you're supposed to go away from your body? So he put the I, knee. He put the box on his <laughs> kneecaps. The one thing that's so precious to a basketball player. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this chance today. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm gonna dribble his basketball. <laughs> yeah, cuts box. So yeah. he lost his career through a through a, a box cutter. That was the start of it. And then yeah. I don't even know that shit, dude. That's fucking hilarious. I know. I know. <laughs> it's sad. It's a it's a very sad. But it, if it didn't happen, then um again I wouldn't be here. But my father came back, his homeboy hooked him up with a job as a beer truck driver. Mm. At the time my mom was working at a meat market in Hawthorne with a family that brought her here from Vietnam. And then he found out that my mother only speaks Vietnamese. And so he went to go take night classes to learn. That's fucking crazy, dude. And that's... This one can't open up a box correctly, but he can learn Vietnamese. It's true. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. My life does not make sense, man. It doesn't make sense. But uh, yeah, so um, my dad tried to live his dreams through me playing basketball. And that shit burnt me out. And because I played in Taiwan and Costa Rica, I lost my passion and... Um, again, with basketball, I was, I was like Tim Duncan. Like I was a silent leader. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. led by action. I wasn't passionate in that way or mouthing off. So when it, you went, when you went pro, you went pro internationally, semi-pro. Right? You went semi-pro mm-hmm. internationally. Mm-hmm. When, what is it to be a semi-pro basketball player? Like what is that? What's the difference between pro and semi-pro? Pro is like, pro is like, mm, Semi-pro is like more of sponsors. I mean, it's kind of weird. Even now seeing NBA, you see the sponsor logos and all that stuff. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it's, a, it's like a, it's like semi-pro is like the NBDL. Mm, okay. Or is that right? Is that is, is, So like semi-pro is like, it's, it's like all those international leagues. Is that shit that like T-Mac played for and who? Like T-Mac. Like when T-Mac. T- oh, no, no. That's like. That's pro-pro. That's, pro. that's pro-pro. Yeah, that's okay. pro-pro. That's like when you go to like FIBA. Okay, and yeah. like they send their best national team, mm-hmm. you know, um, players. Semi pro is kind of like to get on that team. Uh, so even before that, I wasn't getting paid like baller amount. I was getting yeah. paid like know, decent amount. Okay, yeah, but I mean, pre DM, you get housing. Did you want to go to the NBA? I did. Yeah, I did. That you got shot on a way. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounded hella sad, dude. It, I did, I did, I did. But then again, I'm I'm, I'm grateful that it didn't. Because I realized after playing Costa Rica, man, like the amount of practice that I had to like waking up at 430 in the morning, having the little Tico pick me up, uh, like the little taxis. Yeah. And just practicing six times a day. And I was like, man, if I really loved this, I would be enjoying this. Like this you practice six times a day? Mm-hmm. What's it like? What's, what's, what's a normal day like? Normal day. I was like 4, 430 get picked up, have breakfast, banana, coffee, whatever. And then you have routine philosophy. Um you have your uh, weights, um, conditioning. Then you have team practice, small guard practice, um, lunch, break. Then you have weights again. Then you have, um, what do you do after that? Breakdown tape, um, a scouting report, um, dinner. And then what, what do you do at, uh, in the evening? Die? What the fuck? Like, God <laughs> damn, no, dude. No, we did. Oh, we did like uh, more uh, plays, just more plays. Oh shit, dude. yeah. So you didn't enjoy any of that? I did for like the first like two weeks. What made you hate it so much? I mean, you did it your whole life. I mean, if I play ball like you, I'd be balling people up for no fucking reason. This is gonna. I think I did it because I discovered this through therapy. Um, I did it for my dad, man. I really, really loved my dad. You did it for your dad. I dude. did it for my dad. I, mean, I remember crazy. like Saturdays without fail, 
like going to the park and if I didn't make 30 free throws, I just didn't go home. Oh man, fool, I would have never went home. <laughs> you see me shoot free throws, bro. I would have been I would have been up there till I was 30, till now. I would have been there till this age. And my dad's just like, you better make them free throws. Yeah, you see that guy over there shooting free throws? He's been doing that for the past see two that years. Tent and that hole. <laughs> you see that hole that he shits in? That's his that's his bathroom. This motherfucker ain't allowed to go home. His dad's that dude in the corner eating a burrito. <laughs> just watching him. Yeah. Burritos from Taco uh, Del Taco. Did you have to make that shit in a row? No. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest, though. Oh, shit. I would have lied through my fucking Yeah, team. I couldn't. I Damn, couldn't. dude. Mm-hmm. So you did that for your dad. Yeah. Did you feel like you were doing that because um, like your dad had a mishap in his dreams and he was kind of living his dream through you? Oh, totally. Totally. And I remember thinking about it now. I remember when L.A. was playing uh, Sacramento, actually. Um, the golden years. The golden years. Um, like my dad never directly made me feel like I could make the NBA. Like when he was training me and making me just practice twenty four seven. He made you feel like you could or you couldn't. I he never really like never told me was like you have you know you you got it you know like until probably twelve thirteen I guess I think that's how old we were fourteen fifteen. We were pretty young. Yeah, we're pretty I remember young. because. Uh, during the times where it was like neck and neck, I was super young because I was watching that shit at the house by myself. And when we, we'd win a game, mm-hmm. bro, I would fucking... We're out the house. What's that? I would scream. I was screaming like a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Just jump on the sofa. I was jumping on the sofa. Like, everything. Screaming out the window. Yeah, what was that fucking dance move where you would grab your fucking ankle? The running? No. The running man. I would the do the running man. man and shit, dude. I was so hyped. That wasn't a running man. Was is that, is that running man? like that. That's the running man. What's yeah. the other shit where you grab your ankle? When you and do this. Shit? Yeah, what was that shit? I have no idea what that's called. Yeah, that that was that was that was the shit. And I, I was doing that. You shit were doing that? Yep. And my mom would come in and she would beat the shit. Out of me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Why would she beat that shit out of you? Huh? Why would she? Why would she beat you up? Loud. Oh yeah. There's no dancing loud in the Korean house. Oh, I'd be too true. happy. Yeah. Should have been studying. <laughs> but but back to that. Like I remember Mike Bibby. He had like a crazy ass game, and I was like, damn, Mike Bibby's like six feet. Like I'm, you know, I'm like five ten. Like or I think I was like five. Yeah, I was like five ten. Mm. It's like. I'm going to go outside and like practice. And I was dribbling between my legs. And my dad came out. He's like, you know what? You might slip through the cracks. Oh, shit. That must have made you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, your dad actually gave you a compliment? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. My dad still hasn't given me a compliment. It's been 30 <laughs> fucking years, dude. Nothing. That fool hasn't said thank you. I'm sorry. And good job yet. I'm still waiting for that shit. <laughs> that fool's going to be in his deathbed. I'm be like, dad, right before you leave, just say I did a good job. He's just going to reach out his hand and be like this. And fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Disappoint me. Now get out. I know. You go home and yeah. you make a podcast like a piece of a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like, that just that's kind of tells, like, speaks how my father was with me. Just very little words. That's why he didn't teach you how to read. He was trying to teach you how to shoot. <laughs> that's why. He was like, fuck your education. You shoot this goddamn ball. Yeah, he probably can't read. I never heard, I never, ever heard my dad read. Does that fool, when he gets a text message, he goes, come here, boy. Read this for me. <laughs> if, he, <laughs> nah. if he does that, that nah. means he's, he's, he's a Floyd Mayweather. Absolutely he can't read. not. He had a pager. He refused to have a cell phone until his, his job forced him to. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I think he didn't like being reached out, having to that media, you know. Oh, having to respond, yeah, to, respond to somebody on based moment. on their time. Based on their time, right? Yeah. I hate that shit, too, though, so yeah, I understand. That's true, but you're, fucking, but you're not... You know, father. 
That's true. You should probably do that because you have a kid. <laughs> you have a kid and, Something a, might happen. and, a, and a wife that's, uh, that's uh, disabled you know, Yeah, shit. yeah. You might want to do that. that. Yeah. This is good. This is going good. I hope my dad sees this. Uh, or hears this. Daddy, I'm dying. Yeah. I got time for this shit, boy. Bye. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just like growing old and like not having basketball, like making that realization that basketball wasn't my number one. So what mm. the fuck is it? And so my friend... Um, saw me moping around at the Cerritos Town Center. I was like, hey, what are you doing now? I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'll just work for the parks and teach kids how to play basketball. He's like, maybe you should try out my acting class. I'm like, Ugh, okay, cool. That sounds all right. So then uh, Tom Ormany at Cypress College, he uh, took me in and saw something in me and then told me to take acting classes with him out in Burbank, which sounded like Tarzana to me at the time because yeah. I didn't really go out to LA like that and I didn't really have friends out in LA like all my friends are playing overseas in Germany or yeah. China whatever so I didn't know anybody in LA so um, I just took my little scion and he told me like as long as you don't miss a class like this is a scholarship opportunity for you it's like cool you know it saved me 400 bucks a month yeah so I just drove out there swept the, you know swept the theater and uh took classes and slept in my car you know until wait when i met you how long were you acting for and when did you stop when you when did you quit your semi-pro career semi-pro career was like 2009 2009 2010 okay and then you came yeah. back at in 2010 2010, 2010. yeah mm-hmm. and then i met and you in 2011 fuck dude so I only met you a year after that. Yeah. It's true, though. You were sleeping in your car, dude. I yeah. was like, this motherfucker's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> I let this bum into my house. Yep, yep, yep. I was sleeping in my car. Like, it was not good. Burbank police. Not good people. Not good people. Oh, they there. would, like, tap on your tap fucking on window. window and shit? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? And that, shit? Yeah, and I remember my teacher, uh, he, drove, he parked his station wagon right behind my car, and he, like, looked in. He's like, did you sleep in your car? I was like, yeah. He's like... That's dangerous. I'm like, I'm all right. He's like, no, the cops, the Burbank police cops. Like, they're mean. Yeah, they're mean. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. You're black. I was like, damn. So I had to, like, kind of like find my way around different neighborhoods or if I met a friend, just kind of like hang out there until late or maybe just. What time was class? Class was like nine o'clock in the morning till like six. It was all day. It was like pretty much like school. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Damn, acting class takes that long? I don't know. I don't take that shit. Um, it was like everything. It was kind of like conservatory. Like we did like animal work like for like an hour. Like what the huge... fuck is animal work? Chan- like, did I say animal? You know, I you said animal. I don't, I, know said, what, I don't know what animal work is. Like you pretend there's a tiger there and you feed him a bone? No, you you pretend you're the tiger and you see what the, the bone. What the fuck? Yeah. What does that do? <laughs> that just uh, opens like your animal instincts. Like you, oh, man, you find like your something. animal, like your spirit animal. Like the... You could experiment with like being a giraffe. Like, what does a giraffe look like? Do you extend what kind of what kind of person holds himself to that? Oh man, I'd be that asshole in class. I ain't doing this shit. The <laughs> fuck, teach me how to act, bro. You'd be like, yeah, you probably. Like, be we're like doing her. animal work today. So, like, what are you gonna be? I'm gonna be a human being, you bitch. They don't <laughs> fucking tell me what to do. Nah, you remind me of like you would be that. That orangutan from Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> but is that Jungle that, Book? Yeah, that orangutan, is Jungle right? Book, but the orangutan could talk. I'll just be sitting on my chair, <laughs> just peeling bananas yeah. <laughs> and throwing at you motherfuckers. Go ahead. Eat that shit, bitch. Yeah, yeah you remind me of that. 
So yeah. you did you would, so animal work. What else would you do? Animal work. We do the classics. Like he in, introduced me to Sam Shepard, like Tennessee Williams. Um, Who's Sam Shepard and Tennessee? Williams? Sam Shepard was like full for love. Uh, Tennessee Williams is like um, a streetcar named Desire. Do you see that shit, people? That's knowledge of acting. <laughs> this will say a bunch of words. I can't string them together right now. He's a he's a he's a fruit 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 for car streets. <laughs> Car Street of Fruits. I don't it's know what that pretty, is. It's pretty close, man. It's yeah, close. I don't know what that is. That's yeah, yeah. that deep shit. Nah, you, well, you know Streetcar Named Desire. I know of the I name. I think you know. Yeah. I, know I know of the, the those words together. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like, though. <laughs> like Streetcar Named Desire. You know, remember... Um, Streetcar Named is a spinoff of Cars, the, the animation movie. It, it, no, it is. <laughs> it is. That's exactly They what have is. a car name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would do... So did you know... Were you studying film prior to that, though? Prior to going into acting, did you know oh, a lot about film, or you just, just fucking empty? So you mm-hmm. were me. I was you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was you. Like out. I, I just felt like I had so much to catch up on mm. as term in terms of film. And then I saw a film called uh, Beautiful with Javier Bardem. Yep. Yeah. I know exactly who that is. Do you know who that is? That's right. Javier Bardem is the dude that buy tacos from. It's the dude that buy tacos from from a. Off, off of 26th Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? He's, uh, who else? What was he in? Um, uh, oh, Skyfall. Is that Skyfall? No, is it Skyfall? Is that the uh, yeah, 007? Sky- yeah, the bad guy yeah, with the, nah, with the blonde that hair. Is. That's right, 007. Yeah. It's that with that blonde dude with blue oh, eyes. Oh, and, playing. uh, um, shit. Uh, um, um, There Will Be Blood? No, that was not There Will Be Blood. The other one. Uh, uh, Damn, what movie is that? You can't look at me. I, I'm on. trying to figure out who Harvey, ha, he, Javier. Javier uh, Bardem, Bardem. He has like the bowl cut, and he has like an oxygen tank, and he's like a, a assassin. Oh, so now you sound like you're talking about fucking Hector Salamanca from uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking about Hector Salamanca from fucking uh, what's it called Breaking Bad and shit. Oh shit! Oh my god! I can't believe I can't remember that movie. Dude, I don't even know. But see, when I don't remember movies, it doesn't kill me like that. They're like, do you know this actor? I'm like, absolutely not. I, I, I still don't even know who uh, fucking Morpheus' real name is from, <laughs> from The yeah, Matrix. You yeah, you do. Try. Morpheus Parker. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I know. It, ah. What? <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> I know his name. It's, fuck, it's Lawrence Fishburne. Told you. Yeah, I know what I'm talking Look about. Look at that, man. I know. I know why I know because Lawrence Fishburne looks like Abe's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Lawrence Fishburne looks like Abe's dad. You need to pull that picture up. I don't know. Oh. I forgot what he looks like. I'll show you what. Let me show you that shit. Dude. Oh my god, Lawrence Fishburne is really nice. I saw him at a Whole Foods. I just remember him from Matrix. I'm pretty sure he is. Obviously, his career is, is a lot more than the Matrix, but not to me. Well, Blackish. Oh, that's right. He's fucking dope in Blackish. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Our Lawrence Fishburne's daughter does porn. I wasn't going to say that, but yes, she does. She does? I'm about to look yeah. that shit up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. Is it Lawrence Fishburne? It is. Yeah, yeah it, is. It, is. it is. It is. It is. It is. It definitely is. It definitely is. Lawrence Fishburne. And I'll see. Like, if Lawrence Fishburne was an angry Korean man, this would, that's exactly what he would look I got to go on this fool's Facebook real quick. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne's daughter does do porn. That's so interesting. I wonder what made her go into the life of pornography. Hmm. She, well, she's kids, an actress. Man. I'm pretty sure that's in the same line of... <laughs> is it? Oh, it is. It is. That's the same line of acting. It's hard, man. Not that I've done it. It's hard. I have respect for porn stars. I don't. I, I wonder what Lawrence Fishburne's... Look at that, dude. You tell me that's not Lawrence Fishburne if he was a, a angry Korean man. He even got that tooth gap, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
dude. <laughs> that's cold. Lawrence Fishburne's the actor that made the tooth gap popular. Dude. <laughs> he is. Made everybody feel okay with it and shit. Yup. They're like, I can have a tooth gap. <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne Does got Does he a tooth still gap. have it? He does have it. I yeah. think he still has it. Hmm. Lawrence Fishburne got the acne scars too, which I didn't realize until oh, yeah, I saw the pits. Yeah, I saw The Matrix when it was uh, when it was like fucking digitally remastered mm-hmm. and shit, and that that fucking stuck out. The pits, yeah, the pits. Lawrence Fishburne. You know what? What the fuck? His name is spelt with L. It's L A U. It's not L A U. Oh shit! It's a Mandela effect, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's like, you stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like yep, he still got the tooth gap, dude. That's what made that shit hell popular, man. Who are who are, who are other famous people with tooth gaps? All I know is this: like when you were a kid and you had a tooth gap, basically your fucking high school career was over. over. Everybody would be just cracking jokes at yeah. you all the fucking time and yeah. shit. They'd be having so, you like jump ropes and shit. You yeah. want to flush your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> like, where'd you get that jump rope, bitch? The fuck? You just carry a jump rope around with you just so for that joke. Uh, you're the worst. That's right. Kids you're would, the worst. Kids would go home. Were you quick? At, are you were you qu- uh, quick at making fun of people? I had young. To be. When I was a kid. Oh, right. Just because I grew up in a predominantly black area. Mm. So if you're... Yeah. I mean, our, our area, too, would, had a lot of Asians. It was just really mixed. It's uh-huh. just that I, I kind of... I think I hopped around groups a lot. But I know, like, the like the black homies, they would fucking crack jokes, dude. Mm-hmm. And there's so many at that time, specifically for Asian people, there were so many, like, Asian jokes that you could say. And no matter how bad the joke was, people could just clown on you left and right, and they would fucking laugh. Mm. So I had to be quick with it. Because they could say racist shit to me, but I could never say racist shit back. Right, because that's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had to be super fucking fast with it. So, so when somebody would clown on me, I would have to clown on the back. I would have to clap back real fast. Right, and put a filter on it. Exactly. So I, I would have to be really crafty with my words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's why I wanted to be a battle rapper, but it turns out I, don't, I, I can't do that shit. I have too much material to people, for people to make fun of this shit. Once you're Asian and you're fat, you basically can't be a battle rapper. <laughs> you give them the, the fucking blueprint like to just clown yeah, on like, you 24-7. Yeah. But that was like one of those things that I, I, like, I remember. I was just like, dude, these people are going to come at me and say something stupid. So I had to say something stupid back. And the problem with that is, too, if you say that shit to a thug, they just kick your ass. I have to make fun of them. But fuck. I still, I still clown on you, stupid ass. Man, yeah, I did not have that skill whatsoever. I relied on fucking buying that your mama jokes off the Scholastic Troll money oh, order. No. And like, you got so much danger if it's a snowstorm. Like, I was bad, bro. I did not know how to dispute. Were you were you tall? Uh, oh, absolutely. Young? I was small. Oh, really? Yeah, I was small. I was a runt. But you went to... Um... You went to a very uh, accredited high school. Though. Oh, yeah. We had a Pulitzer Prize winning author come to our school because the title of the book was School of Dreams by, I think his name was Edward Humes. But he can't. That sounds fucking smart as shit. Yeah, man. He, Edward Humes. He, Edward Humes. He would just sit out in the back of the room and just watch teachers interact with these students because these students would come from very um, rich Asian families. Like these families oh. would all buy homes in these gated areas and then Whitney. You, Whitney. Cool. Yep. Whitney Shitney. Whitney, like, I don't know anything about like this. So <clears throat> I didn't really care about education growing up at all whatsoever, mm. right? So <laughs> I, did I. Yeah, I could give a fuck less. Like I didn't know anything about like number one, what blue ribbon schools were. Mm, mm. I didn't know any of those terminologies. I only found that out now as an adult because I talked to Bart and Joe because they grew up around that shit. Mm. I, I I really didn't. Like, for me, it was like, in Sacramento, there was what? Florin High, there was Laguna High, there was McClatchy, there was these type of schools, and I just knew that some schools had more white people in it, some people didn't, and there was a couple of other, like, uh, private schools, like Christian Brothers and shit Mm -hmm. like that. So, I didn't know about how 
the education was so much better at specific schools, like at Whitney High. When mm-hmm. people hear that you were from Whitney High, they go, oh, you must have been a smart-ass smart kid. kid. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Which I didn't fucking know. Mm-hmm. And um, like Julia was telling me stuff about the school that she went to. I'm not sure if it was Whitney High, but it was some kind of like a very uh, academically accredited high school mm-hmm. where academia was the shit. Yeah, Newsweek or like, uh, I don't know, Huffington Post to do like the top schools in South Carolina, you know? Yeah, like people yeah. would get made fun of if mm-hmm. they didn't get like an A and shit. That's what mm-hmm. she said. Like if you came back and you did a test and you tried your hardest and mm-hmm. you got a B, they'd be like, God, look at this fucking loser. Right. Complete opposite. If you got an A, you better run your ass home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like I remember in high school, there was those kids that would have those roller bags. Oh, yeah. Right? They would, they would just... I would see it. The bell would ring. They would walk outside. I hear clack, clack, clack. I'm like, run, little bitch. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> you are, you, right. That shit was so bad because the noise of those wheels was the signal and the sound of how they would find you to kick your yeah, fucking ass. Yeah, yeah. And I would look at them like, just fucking run. It's like a little kitty bell. It's just like, yeah, I'm like, just fuck. What are you doing? Yeah. Dude? You know that's going to beat you. But they're smart because they don't have scoliosis. It's my, true. My back's all fucked up. It's true. It's true. I didn't have a roller back back. I was trying to fucking blend the shit. I had that one shit, the Jan Sport, where you the put Jan that Sport. shit. Uh-huh. And what's it called? When Gap started selling backpacks and shit, yep. had one of those. I slung uh-huh. that shit over to my back uh-huh. on one side, and then I fucking had scoliosis and shit. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> it was worth it because I didn't get beat up. That's true. You got to make sacrifices. Did you? Do you have a, a, a current favorite actor right now? Current favorite actor right now? Yes, I do. It's Mahershala. Mahershala. Ali. Mahershala Ali. So that's the dude from uh, fucking, uh, dude, I'm blanking out. Spider-Man, he did the voiceover. <laughs> fucking pissed me off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about Spider-Man. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got very close to getting a role on that, and I, I didn't get it. So yeah, whatever. I was, good, we watched that film, um, and I went to that film hopefully, hoping it was trash, and it was probably one of the better films I've seen this year. But yeah, it's made I, everyone's list. I refuse to admit that it's amazing, though, because even after the film was done, I was like, garbage, and I just walked out. I made sure everybody heard me, too. I was like, wasn't that film fucking shit? It would have been great if they had an Asian character in there. They're like, that Asian guy said garbage. It must be really good now. <laughs> no, that shit fucking Slank. sucked. Yeah. I'm probably going to buy it because it was really good, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I need to watch that shit again because it was, was so uh, funny. The dude, I can't believe I'm blanking out on the on the film that the other movies he's in. Yeah, he's in. I know, I know the one, and I don't want to say how I know it because I'm about to use adjectives for it to say what the movie is. <laughs> but don't be mad at me. But he was in the gay gay movie where there was three stages of gayness. It was, oh, it was the the it was showing what this child was going through, figuring out his sexuality. Right. So I'm not trying to be offensive, but that's just how I remember. That's how I. Can- that's, that's how I did school too. When I did notes and shit, that's how I remember stuff. I would use stuff. I'd be like, I would double up the words. Gay gay. Yeah, I was gonna go back to that. What does gay gay mean? Gay gay is just for me, I say gay gay mm-hmm. because that film had levels of gayness in it. In terms of not in an offensive way, what I'm saying in like the story of his homosexuality. He was gay as a young person. Then he was gay figuring gay. Out, figuring out his gayness in the middle. Uh-huh. And then he was figuring out his adult gayness when he looked like 50 Cent. <laughs> I know it was a re- it was it was it was cinematically beautiful. It was amazing. What fucking bitch? I should know this because I watched this film like two three times. Um, don't don't tell me don't tell me what it is, man. It was the uh, oh, it was such a beautiful film too. It was very beautiful. It was so fucking beautiful too. Yeah, I should know this because I like this film a lot. I know yeah. this. What's the start? Give me the first letter. The first letter. Yeah. M. M. Easy, dude. 
Monster's Ball. <laughs> <laughs> the first letter is M. I thought it was going to be F. Hold oh, on a second. Oh, my God. I know, I know it. If it was F, what'd you think it was going to be? Huh? Uh, Fear Elise. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Fear Elise. M, it's... Um, oh, God. I don't fucking know. What's the second letter? Oh. Uh, oh. Monster's Ball, bro. <laughs> With Charlize Theron. No, it's that's, uh, that's monster. Yeah, that's right. But let's go back to that monster ball. That's uh, um, wait. No, that's not Charlize Theron. That's when Halle Berry showed her titties, right? Yeah, for like twenty a pop. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what it was. That's that exactly. was cool. Do you see how I uh, remember things, people? It's through <laughs> <laughs> gay gays and titties. Yep. Yeah. So what's monster ball? Halle Berry titty. Yeah. I keep it very simple. But, but Moonlight was fucking beautiful. Yeah, cinematically beautiful, man. I love, like, I love Barry Jenkins. Just how he focuses on just love, just love. Yeah. Like, even with if Bill Street could talk, like, I haven't seen it yet. I've read the book. Ah, I want to go back and watch um, the. It was the gay gay movie that put it on the spot, dude. Which one, uh, Malik and Broke whatever? Back Mountain. Uh, you know what? Actually, I haven't seen that movie. You know what? I'll put it to you like this. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be as honest as possible on this podcast. Uh, when I was younger, I tried oh, watching uh, Brokeback Mountain, mm-hmm. and I could not do it because I couldn't watch two guys fucking. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, I was just so close-minded at that point. Mm-hmm. And also, as a heterosexual male, I think it's just some kind of weird shit for me to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so, like, I just couldn't watch it, and I think I was, like, a little, I wouldn't say prejudiced per se, but kind of growing, growing up in an area where homosexuality is kind of made fun of a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you call people gay and you would hear the word, you know, people call people faggots and stuff right. like that. Watching that film, I didn't want to be the dude in the group that watched Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get you. It's like, what movie you watch? I watch shit, bro. What the fuck you asking for, man? You're yeah. highly defensive. But I did try watching it and I couldn't go through it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as an adult, because I do appreciate acting, I, feel, I think I could watch it with the new lens. Right. Right. That's all about. Yeah. Because Brokeback was the one that put it on the fucking map. Dude. Oh, yeah. Totally. It was Tell with, me. that was also with some nice pair of titties. It was... The, the girl with the big ass eyes I mean I didn't see it The the female actress with the big ass eyes and the fair ass skin She was a, the princess's In the film called the princess's princess or something Damn <laughs> It's where she was It's where she was like a slum dog and she became a princess Slum dog then became a princess And I'm she's white f- It's not I, I want to say it starts with an H But I know it's not Halle Berry And I want to say it has to do with a cookie and Hathaway Oh, oh. Yep. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. That's right. And the only reason I said cookie because I was thinking about the, the Anne cookie thing. That's right. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Cookies. I don't know. Annie, Annie's? Annie's cookies. That's right. That's Anne how Hathaway. you remember it? That's how I remember That's it. That's how you remember <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's sweet like a cookie. She is not sweet like a cookie. Yeah, I met her and she lied. About what? Who she was. What'd she say? I actually went to go see Kareem Bailey Ray at... um. Jimmy Kimmel. You could have been with her too. I'm gonna bring that shit up later. No, I don't do that, man. It's a sour spot. No, I don't give a fuck. You know what? My girlfriend, she laughed at me because she went to my room back in Lakewood. Uh-huh. And I have like I still have my little Kareem Bailey Ray Corinne, Corinne Bailey Ray. Is it Corinne? Corinne. Corinne. I keep I, saying I think you not know her fucking name. I don't bro. know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But I have like a shrine, like posters in the corner of like the, all yeah. the pictures I took with her. And she's like, Oh my god, look at you. And like it's like, yeah. Why can't I not have a crush on... Yeah, Karimba, it's because she's jealous, dude. It's yeah. because she's also a musician and you don't have uh, any fucking pictures of her like that with her fucking music. That's true. I mean, she had an accent. Karim Bailey Ray, man. 
You could have had a nice date with Bro, her. Bro, I thought you were going to say you can bring that up later somewhere. Uh, no, I'm bringing time. it up right Why, now. I, I, I bet later, oh, like in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better tell people about the Corinne Bailey Ray story because no, I'm still man. mad at you about that Dude. shit. Corinne, if you're watching this, which I guarantee you're not because you look like you're a classy, intelligible human being. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. This man, he's taken now, but back then he should have taken his chance with you. He should have asked you out on a date and he didn't. Uh, and he liked you, too. I he do. loved you. He I still do. loves you. I do. I do. What happened? You tell that motherfucker. So, um, um, I was on a lunch run at work, and I went to Morrow's. This is I first started working for this entertainment lawyer in West Hollywood, and he's like, "What do you want for lunch?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know this area. Like, uh, let's go to, I don't know, Five Guys." He's like, "No, let's go to Morrow's. It's pretty fancy over there, and you could check out. um, ah, It's not Paul Mitchell. Anyways, that's not important." Anyways, I, I'm going there to pick up an order. And the second I get out of my car, like she's probably like 50 feet away. I just see the back of her head. I just see like her, you know, black hair. I'm like, that's Cream Bailey Ray. Without a doubt, I know that's Cream Bailey Ray. She's she turned a, around, she had a guitar and shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's driving a bike and shit. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I started walking closer and closer and closer. And then I looked side eye to her and it was her. I'm like, oh shit. Cool. Um, I go to the um, front desk to go pay for the lunch order for the office. And they're like, oh, we actually need to um, fill one more order. We forgot to put in your, you know, to go. So can you just hang out for a couple of minutes? I'm like, cool. So the only seat that was available for me to wait was right next to Kareem Bailey's uh, table. Mm-hmm. And her, I'm, I'm assuming as a publicist and uh, her manager. Yeah. And she was in town recording her new album um, that just came out. Af- uh, what was it called? Like green Af- aphrodisiac or something like that. Something beautiful. Something beautiful. Yeah, it's always beautiful. Um, I get the chutzpah to say, "Hey, um, uh-huh. I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, I've we've actually met three times. I met you at the House of Blues. Uh, I met you at the um, the Troubadour, and I met you at the Four Theater." Um, all coincidental stuff. And uh, I, I met you, actually four, because Jimmy Kimmel. God, dude. I know, I met her four times. And then her friend was like, oh, see, like he's a fan, like he remembers you. And she was like, cool, cool. And the they were, I guess they were recording at Capitol Records. Oh, And I was like, oh, and I just started following you on Instagram. You actually liked my my photo with Maxine. Like, we were on top of it. She's like, oh, yeah, you were on top of it. She follows you on Instagram? No, no, no. She did not follow me. She liked one of my photos. That's the same shit. To me, that that means it's the same. Especially, yeah, when this is before she even got, she broke a thousand followers. Like, she just was so curious about the medium. And she liked it. And she she finished my sentence before I even told her what photo she liked. I was like, you liked my photo with my dog. I know. And then he was like, look, see, your social media, it's working and blah, blah, blah. So I'm just there talking to her. He's like, oh, you know, we're recording at Capitol Records over there um, on, um, was it Vine? I don't know. I don't know what street. Yeah. Yeah, right? I don't know. Um, so, what, like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, I'm just picking up lunch. It's like, oh, like, you just said, like, you, we, we're going to eat here. I was like, yeah, I got to go back to work, though. It's like, oh. It's she like, invited you? To eat to lunch. To eat a sandwich with her. To eat lunch. That's yeah. my fucking dream, dude. You know what yeah. that means? That means she was interested in you. I know. Nobody fucking looks at somebody and says, yo, 
I just seen you eat a sandwich with me. Nobody, <laughs> nobody has ever offered me to sit down and have a sandwich with them ever. Even fans. I know. I can't. <laughs> I, I know. I, I can't separate because in the back of my my mind, I knew about her her husband. Uh, oh, her husband who passed, passed away. Passed away. Yeah, and I was like, but ah. this may sound a little insensitive. Uh, it's gonna be insensitive. He's dead. Oh, all right. So man. at that point, <laughs> listen, listen. That shit wrecked her, dude. I understand, but at that point, it's been quite a few years. Was it? Yeah, when it you was. met her, it's been a quite yeah, few years. It was a few years. It yeah. was a few years. Yeah. Yo, homie, rest in peace, man. You had a very beautiful life. I heard you were a musician as well. You were a jazz musician, I heard. He played some kind of jazzy ass instrument. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you guys had a beautiful relationship. Rest in peace. Oh no. But what I'm trying no, to say no, is No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is you're dead now. And oh, it was your no. time to shine. And you chose not to. Yeah. He would he would have been haunting you like that fucking dude he, on Big Mouth. <laughs> Freaking uh, what's his name? Duke Ellington. Duke Ellington. The ghost of Duke Ellington. Yeah. Ah. Give it a say no, I can't do this shit. But you uh you did not have lunch with her. I didn't have lunch with her. And I you went back to work like I went back to work and then I sent you the picture and you're like I was so disappointed in you. You're so disappointed. I was so fucking disappointed. If Corinne Bailey Ray said, hey, I want you to go home right now. I want you to get a wet towel, right? <laughs> I want you to soak it in butane. And then I want you to light <laughs> your fucking neighbor's children on fire. Oh. I would have done it in a second. You know what? To be honest, I would too. Well, that's different because I fucking hate those yeah, kids. exactly. <laughs> we hate those girls. <clears throat> I don't even want to get into stories about how oh, much I hate those God, fucking kids. God, that's another episode, man. Fucking don't spare it. No. Don't spare the rod. Yeah. I'll tell you that, that right route. now. I'll kick those kids in the fucking face. Yeah. I love you kids, though. You guys have uh, an ability to change. Anybody mm-hmm. can change, but not those kids. Fuck them. No, uh, no, no, no. They're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. Um, you had a chance with Corinne Bailey Ray, and you didn't fucking take it. Yeah, and I'll that's why I became that. an actor. Exactly. Full circle. So right now, are you, are you, if you, okay, this is what I really want to ask. Just because uh, I've had a couple of friends come up to me, and they ask me, like, okay, so how do I become an actor? Mm-hmm. And I can't really explain that process. Is that my them. brother? Not your brother. <laughs> if it was your brother, I'd tell him, I'm like, listen, man, you asking the wrong motherfucking question. But Cleve told me you ain't got it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Cleve told me you suck. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, he never said anything like that. Yeah, but, potential. Yes, potential. So what would you tell somebody would be the first steps? Oh, man, the first back? steps, take class. Take class. Okay, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a pretend to be somebody okay. that wants to be an actor. Okay, cool. And these are the type of conversations I've had. Okay, cool, okay cool, here cool. we go. <clears throat> hey, what's up, dog? What's up, dog? Hey, so like real talk, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, man, I've been seeing you do your thing, right? Right. So I've been seeing you out there, and I've been seeing that. Yo, you made it, homie. I think uh, you made it, man. Right. Like, you made it out of Long Beach. Like <laughs> you, know, you made it out of Long Beach. You know what I'm saying? You made it out there. Yo, I seen you out there doing your motherfucking thing. Right, yo, right. cuz, so real talk. Yo, I'm trying to be an actor too. Uh-huh. So like, how do I become an actor though? All right. First of all, um. I like your personality. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I heard you that. Definitely I heard need that. It. Yeah. 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 You, you know, so uh, to start off, it, um, if you're living in LA, uh-huh. you got to live in LA. Okay. To do that. I'm down um, with it. You yeah. got to go, go to Samuel French. Okay. Who the fuck is that? Samuel French is a place that a lot of actors go to to okay. read plays. Okay. And then there's a little book that tells you what schools there are to uh, study at. And there's tons. Yeah, fuck acting class though, man. What I'm trying to do is <laughs> <laughs> no. This is what I'm trying to be real quick. Right? I'm trying to be an action star, right? right? So what I did, I took up six boxing classes. I took up six boxing classes, all right? Okay. So I'm going to start there real quick. Right? Okay. So how do I become an actor? I want to be an action star. <laughs> 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 Yo. 
You guys think I'm fucking around? This is an actual conversation I had with somebody. You think I'm fucking around? This is an actual conversation I had with somebody. That's that's sad. This motherfucker told me that he wanted to be an actor, so he took a, <laughs> so he took a kickboxing. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, listen. He goes, he goes, he goes. Like, I feel like a lot of Asian people out there, they don't got, they they ain't like me. You know what I mean? There's a lot of Asian people that's not doing martial arts <laughs> in films. Really, Jet Li, Jackie yeah. Chan, you piece of fucking shit. It's like Crouching Tiger. And so he basically told me that he wanted to be the next biggest action star hmm. and i you know i gave him the couple of options i was like do you want the real advice or do you want the fake advice right he uh-huh. goes i want you to give it to me real i was like cool number one it's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard in my life you want <laughs> right. to be a fucking go take a fucking acting class right. man go take an acting class so you want to be an actor so you take a kickboxing class you fucking <laughs> dumb shit what the fuck does that mean man it, it gets muddled like it just depends on who you talk to it's like you know people are like People get so um, obsessed about like, I want to be really good at this craft. I want to know yeah. the ins and outs of it. I have to be in a class, but people forget to be a human being and yeah. like really know who they are. Yeah. And, you know, you do hear in an acting class, like you'll, if you step in and audit and you see an actor in class who has a difficulty um, expressing themselves, they'll uh-huh. go like, go take a, go take some kickboxing classes. Okay. You know, get that anger out, you know. That makes sense. His thing yeah. was that he wanted to learn how to fight <laughs> <laughs> so he could fight on screen. So oh, he had to do man. that by starting out kickboxing so he could be the next biggest Asian action star. Mm-hmm. Because there's never been an Asian action star ever, you dumb fuck. Because yeah. <laughs> the <problem laughs> this is the problem that I have with that, right? It's like, okay, so there are actors right now that are Asian American that are fucking killing it in the scene, right? So they can, they can do what you do already. And then on top of that, and I felt bad for saying this, but I don't at the same time because I didn't mean it. I was like, here, this is what it is, man. And I'm just going to be real with you. Actors right now, they take acting classes. They'll do all the stunt stuff and whatever as an ancillary thing, but they start with a good foundation. Hmm. Also, dude, you're ugly. So now now you're trying to be the number one action star where a whole movie is based around you and you are one of the ugliest motherfuckers I've ever seen. And I'm not the best looking dude on earth. And if I call you ugly, you ugly as fuck. So so let's let's just break that down real quick, okay? And I just told him, like, it's kind of disrespectful that you think that you're the next biggest thing out there. You have no sex appeal. You have... You just don't have the sex appeal. You don't have the fucking work ethic. And on top of that, you're shitting on other actors' work, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they're they putting the groundwork in. Mm-hmm. They're, albeit really dope, they've been doing it for years, and they still haven't been able to crack that role. But right. for some reason, you're the dude that they're going to walk in that fucking room, and people are going to be shocked. And I was like, they're like, yeah, they are going to be shocked at how ugly you are. Right. You're fucking hideous. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Be like, I'm, but I'm the ultimate man. I, oh, God. <laughs> the ultimate man That's an inside joke we, we can tell that story later We actually have to bring Somebody else in for that story But there are these human beings That just don't understand The the hard work it takes To enter into a craft Yeah it looks so you know, easy They think it's the easiest Fucking thing mm-hmm. on earth And I think that's the The problem that I have It's just because Not so much in my career But just because I've I've only done Auditioning and acting For a year and it was it was such a, a hard thing for me to grasp and understand just because acting alone isn't just that one part of that craft. Right. It's everything that, that, that it entails, you know, and somebody who comes in, I think they like it for the glory. Mm-hmm. Right. They want mm-hmm. people to say, yo, I saw you on that commercial, mm-hmm. that whatever 10 second spot. Yo, right. I saw you on that TV show. Mm-hmm. Yo, bro, you made it. Really? Mm-hmm. You fucking haven't. Mm-hmm. I know friends right now that have been on network television shows. Mm-hmm. Right. 
they were like whatever, uh, a reoccurring guest star, 10, 15 fucking episodes, right? They're still living paycheck to fucking paycheck. Yep. And they don't understand that shit. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. Mm-hmm. They see, oh, that person's on TV, they're balling. You have to realize how many scripts are put up, how many TV shows go up, how many TV shows don't get made. Yep. A casting director told me it's about 2%. 2% yeah. of it gets made. And in that 2% pool that gets made, you are somehow going to be casted over tens of thousands of people to around be in this Around the world. Room. Around the fucking world, by the way. Yep. Around the world. Yep. That's the type of pool that you're going into. But for some reason, me, the man, <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> man, man, the ultimate man yeah. who's taking a kickboxing class. class to teach him how to act is going to be the action star. Right. And I think like for him, he was kind of like a little shocked. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, what do you, what you mean, man? You saying like, I don't, you know, like you had to start somewhere. I was like, yeah, I did have to start somewhere. You're absolutely 100% right. right. But your path and my path are different. Mm-hmm. I never said that I was the missing link. Mm-hmm. I've never ever said that one. There's so many actors that I look up to that I'm trying to be like. Right. Not so much emulate their acting style, but mm-hmm. I respect their craft so much and I understand the road work that it takes to oh, get yeah. there. You right. know? And I've never really actually put it out there that I'm an actor mm-hmm. because I'm I'm really not yet. Maybe I will be in the future, but who really knows? I haven't really committed myself to that craft. And for that person to really have that conversation with me was kind of irritating because I know actors like you. Who are putting in that fucking work? Mm-hmm. You remember the first time I had my very first audition? Yeah, you called me. I called you, just devastated right. as fuck. Yeah, you were crying in your car and barely heard something. I was not crying, you bitch. I was <laughs> upset as fuck though. So <clears throat> basically, what happened with this? So um, I got signed, right? I got signed to an agency after Gook blew up. It was it was such a crazy turn of events. I got signed to an agency immediately. Uh, they put me out into. I was like, yo, I'm ready to go. I don't need acting classes yet. Just even before the acting classes, just put me out to an audition because I learn on the spot. Mm-hmm. That's the type of human being I am. I said that shit. So I, I read this script. I get it like the day before. Right. And I was like, oh, this is how fast it comes out. I thought we get like three or four days for scripts, <laughs> which actually does not happen a lot. Nope. I did not fucking know that. Mm-hmm. So that's how good you have to be at that craft. So I, I <laughs> I'm reading over these lines. I'm practicing by myself. I'm like, yo, this is a fucking funny ass script, dude. I could fucking do this script real tight i go in and i remember this room it was super dark and they just had like it was very interesting because that was the only uh taped audition that i had that i had to go into that Mm. the room was kind of dark and it was like lit like that and i think it was because it was so when i walked in i'm doing the lines right Mm. i do the fucking lines and i'm expecting for people to laugh and this is going to be a funny ass fucking thing and she looks at me and she goes as i'm saying my line her response i can't remember her exact line but it was like so how did you get murdered? And I was like, holy shit, this is not a comedic script. <laughs> so I read the oh, fucking script as a comedic con- script. Oh, right. And I just, I fucking, I just had to commit at that point because that's all I practiced. So I committed. And after I did the audition, she goes, that was a very interesting, interesting. take. Mm-hmm. And she goes, thank you. I walked outside. I hit that fucking, <laughs> that recline L. button in my car. And I said, fuck. <laughs> I was so mortified I called this dude up I was like bro That was the worst Experience of my life I did like an NCIS like audition For like a tech geek That's supposed to figure out How, how this murder happened mm-hmm. In a comedic way mm-hmm. I thought it was A comedy script Because I'm so used To doing comedy mm-hmm. I read a serious Murder scene As a comic role In my very first Audition ever <laughs> And you learned. And I didn't tell my uh, agent that either. So if you uh, saw that, bro, that's what I did. I embarrassed you. <laughs> Deal with it. <clears throat> Would you learn on the spot? I mean, it's good. at least you had the, the know-it-all to know that it was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I should I should do my research a little bit. That's exactly what I should And that's done. the things you learn in class, man. Do you remember your first audition? My first audition. Yeah, I drove all the way. My first 
audition. Yeah, my very first audition was like a student film, but I treated that like it was like the thing, the thing. thing thing. So I drove all the way out to where the fuck was I? Studio City or something like that, right? Don't know where I'm at. Go to this thing. I get paired up with a girl, and she's from Mexico, Ooh. and English is her second language. Okay, and she doesn't know her lines. That's because you can't read her lines. <laughs> no, she don't know. She, it. she, can't she read does it. not know it, and. I'm like, holy shit. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, she doesn't know her lines at all. I don't know what's going to happen. So I remember going in there. The casting director was like, all right, are you guys ready? He's like, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. And she just improved. The whole thing? Yeah, she improv, And I didn't have any improv experience. I just didn't know I was allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and so she was super personality, super making people laugh. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't know. So that helped me understand that. She knew what the story was about, you know, mm-hmm. with the English that she did have, and she kind of like did the whole Sophia, whatever her name is, Vargas from Martin. Oh, uh, Sophia Vergara. Yeah, Vergara. She kind of had that spice and that personality, and it, yeah, like you know, it's 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 charming, yeah. you know. So for me, I was just freaking the fuck out. I was like, oh. Well, man. she kind of fucked you over though. Because, oh, big time. Yeah, because when you, it's interesting because when you guys do, if you guys ever become an actor and you guys start doing these auditions, what you'll mm-hmm. find out too. I don't know what happens, but instinctually you start memorizing your lines and your responses based on the words that you hear before mm-hmm. and after. Mm-hmm. So if you lose those cues, you kind of forget where you're at. Right. Right. You know? Right. And but if you know the story so well enough, you can like round about. You yeah. Know? But I didn't know the story. And so she the, fucked you over. And she you fucked bitch. me over. Yeah. Um, but my big like going onto the lot, like checking in with the security guard, like that experience, um, it was great. Actually, yeah, you know, because I had learned from that. I think the years it was like mm, from that student film experience, yeah, to a like a big network audition. It's probably like four years. Oh, yeah. So I had learned so much from going to like USC, LMU, UCLA, just auditioning, finding my voice, learning in class, and then just being comfortable in the room and just owning it. Being confident and knowing that I know I need to know the story in order to, you know, push it forward. That shit was the hardest part. Like when I would read these scripts and mm-hmm. I would hate it. Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out like a backstory, you know, and kind of really understand these characters because, mm-hmm. you know, they'll they'll throw like curveballs at you. Oh, right? yeah, for sure. And on the spot, like, oh, can you read these lines instead? You know? Yeah. And then if you don't know the character very well, you're gonna, you're fucked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I remember... Uh, <laughs> remember that fucking <laughs> audition that I had to tape? Where I was supposed to play a oh, fucking buff like, ass werewolf and shit. Oh yeah, uh, dude, I was dying, dude. I was like, who the <laughs> fuck asked me to be on this fucking thing where I'm supposed to be a sexy werewolf? I was so, bro, I was 265 pounds, with, sweating, sweating through the whole audition, and it was taped in my own house. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, okay. And then I remember because my manager, he was like, they just want to see that you could do variety. I was like, but come on, man, I'm, I'm supposed to play a 16 year old. <laughs> werewolf werewolf I'm like Taylor and, Lautner. and I think like I'm supposed to be shirtless at a certain point in this thing <laughs> and then this fool got the same audition I was like yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah but I was supposed yo I gotta I gotta find that audition cause if I have it taped somewhere but that shit when I look back on it was that the first like self tape that was my first self tape that was yeah my that first self tape and it was like fucking like 10 pages yeah 
It was hella long, man. It was super long. It was the longest fucking thing I've ever had in my life. And I think that was the longest self-tape I've ever had. It was like one of my very first ones. And they were looking for a young teen debonair dude. And I was a 265-pound Korean dude (laughs) with like struggling with grease stains and acne. And I was like, yo, my age is fucking around, dude. I was like, this fool trying to fuck me over right now. And like the lines were super serious. It was like, tell me you love me. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Like being scratched and... I'm so sorry, but... uh, yeah, I'm so sorry that I turned to a werewolf and I, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I killed your best friend. <laughs> yeah. I know I could change. Maybe I change for you. <laughs> Get out of here. The moon's coming out the clouds. I started reading that shit like I was a drunk 50-year-old dude in the South and shit. I was like, I can't. I the, the light gonna get me. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. It was so fucking hard. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, baby. I tried to do a werewolf. I licked my lips. I'm so sorry, baby. You gonna come over here and you gonna? I like it so. I'm gonna wag that tail when you come around. Me. Start stomping the ground, shit. That shit was so bad, man. Yeah. Self taping and stuff, and you would think that self taping would be easy. Er, I don't think that it is. It's I think not, man. It's, I think when you go in, it's better because they could actually give you directions right. on what they want. Right. And and, and when you self tape, you kind of just have to figure it out, like mm-hmm. through your own. Because a lot of the times too, when you go into these auditions, what happens is that you have your own take on something, mm-hmm. and it's sometimes just completely wrong. Yep. But they like the way that you said your thing, right. so they'll be like, "Do it this way." Right. And if you can't do that, you fuck. Yeah, yeah. If you come in with a choice, like you actually, they 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 know when you've worked on the piece. Yeah. Like they can like steer you a different direction but if you come up with like a dry ass read they're like this person doesn't even care yeah like why would i put why would i put my creative and i input onto someone who doesn't even want to invest yeah so yeah Yeah. man i think like the hardest part of those auditions like i had to come in basically like i was trying to suck everybody's dick and i hated that shit not not in that kind of sense like i wasn't like desperate when i was like yes yeah i come in hey how's it going yeah Yeah, i'm doing great and Mm -hmm. you know and and to be honest with you that's just not who i am as a person Mm -hmm. like what i would like to do is come in do my line uh whatever slate if i have to and then get the fuck on out yeah i prefer that yeah i would love that hey how's it going my name is david so um say the one let's do it yeah, the moonlight. <laughs> the moonlight gonna turn me to werewolf. <laughs> I think I like the way you look. <laughs> to a southern Korean man, yeah, I like the way you look. So I'm a werewolf. <laughs> Fucking hell hard, man. But you got you consistently because I, I would help you read lines or whatever. Right. whatnot. And when you had to do it on the fly, I would be there to help you read lines. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh. The cool thing about it, I would read like the stuff that you get, and clearly it's for a very attractive man. And everything that I got was for like a fat Mexican security guard. Typecast. <laughs> they would typecast me like a motherfucker. But it was never for an Asian person. I I rarely mm. ever got an audition that was meant for an Asian person. Mm. It was usually, I kid you not, I'm not even fucking with you. It was for like a fat Mexican person. <laughs> it would always be. <laughs> As I said, we got this role. This guy's name is Gerardo, and we want to see what you can do with oh, it. Yeah. You know, Security and I got a couple guard. callbacks on that one. Actually. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It was the one that I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, you know? I remember that one. And I'd be surprised. It was like, okay, this is clearly not made for me, but I'm gonna see what happens with that. And then I auditioned for it, and then I got a couple callbacks, but I didn't get it. That's so funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, I got yeah. a couple callbacks, and I didn't get it. You're like, I'm not gonna get this guy's fucking Eduardo. What the hell? Yeah, you know what the funny thing was? Because I dressed up as a security guard, mm-hmm. and then I was walking uh, in the parking lot, and I was trying to get to the audition, and I was just lost because I didn't know where to go. And I was walking, and this guy was like, Hey, bro, 
you don't work here. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you don't work here, man. And I was like, what? That's because I was just a security guard. <laughs> I'm going to try to break into the lot for what? Like, what the fuck, bro? Did you go out and buy a, a costume? I bought everything, dude. I, brought, I got the fucking, the navy blue cargo shorts. That's commitment. I got the white uh, collar shirt. I got the hat that said security. Damn. Yep. I fucking committed. They that were cracking good. up in the room. But I still didn't get it, though. Yeah, you never know. Like, you I don't know. know what they want. It's like, you were laughing your ass off, bro. You will never know. Yeah. Yeah, you will never know, man. And I, did, I, didn't, I didn't book a single fucking thing all year. I just got a bunch of callbacks. That's about it. You didn't? No, I didn't book anything. Well, I got uh, voiceover stuff. I booked mm. voiceover stuff, which right. was kind of cool. Right. Yeah, so there was a couple animated films that I uh, worked, <clears throat> did some work on, and it just didn't go through. And it would have been great if I was on it, but it, what, I, what I was not. So. Did you have a sign an NDA for that? Yeah. Cool. But it's out there. The film's out now. That's true. Yeah, so it's uh, the film's out, and I wasn't true. in it. So fuck it. Fuck. What are they going to do? Sue me for what? True. Film's out. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Because I, I think, yeah, because I did this like footwork for Snoop Dogg. I yeah. told you about this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I posted that I was, the feet in the commercial is me. Yeah. And someone from at the agency was like, hey, we need you to take that down. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, oh. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And why does Snoop Dogg need a foot double? Because it, they didn't realize that they needed, like, if you see it, like, his feet is on the thing, and he's, like, interacting with the game. So it was like, whoa, like, his feet's moving, you know? They didn't, didn't get that footage. I guarantee you, I bet you it's because Snoop Dogg's feet are hella pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that fool's feet are fucking pretty. That dude's as like fuck. a size fourteen, dude. Then again, he's like six four. He's like six. He's huge, man. Yeah, six four. There's like clips of this fool boxing and shit at the age of sixty. Yeah, that fool. He still boxes like a hood ass dude. Too. Yeah, he does. She's a long ass dreads and shit. Yeah, and he had a guy holding his mitts that was five foot one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this fool was holding his mitt like like he's, like he was yeah. raising his hand like he was answering a question and shit in class. Like ah, nah, nah. yeah, that shit was so fucking funny. That shit is funny. Yeah, man. You said clips of Wiz Khalifa boxing. No, Wiz Khalifa's actually dope at Muay Thai, man. Oh, like, yeah, Muay Thai. I would say dope in the sense of I don't know how he is when he spars and stuff, mm-hmm. but I saw a couple of clips. Like, he'd light me up. Like, that yeah. dude would light me up. Like, yeah. I've, I've seen, dude, he's fucking yoked, dude. Yeah, he got big, man. Wiz is buff as fuck. Yeah. Wiz looked like, like Snoop if he was healthy. Yeah. You true. know what I mean? It's true. True that. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's fucking crazy how yoked he is because Wiz was fucking skinny. Yeah. He was scrawny as fuck. Like Kevin Durant scrawny. Like. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. That fool taking steroids. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you want steroids, bro. Smoking that much weed? Smoking yeah. that wood. Yeah, you ain't doing weed and fucking that buff. That's just a scientific fact. Actually, not sure at all. I don't know science for shit. But you were fucking skinny as shit, too. Yeah, I was. I was, man. I was skinny as shit. I couldn't. I just didn't know how to gain weight. And then I started taking this shit called... You wish you would have known me. I would have taught you the quickness. <laughs> Ignore all your bodily well, signs. I don't survive. You know, it's a starving artist, man. I was like just not eating the amount of calories I needed to eat. I was just not eating, I could dude. eat all day if I wanted to, man. Like yeah. I could sit here and I could just eat all fucking day. I can't do that. I just can't. But you went from like what 140? I was like 145 to like 185. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. I just got big, and I did that. I did that for the vanity, because um, there's like a, for a commercial that uh, uh, my homegirl she got me the audition for a power uh-huh. bar. It was like a big campaign with Blake Griffin. Killed it, improv, you know, improved, and then I didn't get it. And she was like, "Yeah." Um, they liked you a lot, but you're just way too fucking skinny. God damn, dude. Like, damn, for real. She's like, yeah, you're just way too skinny. I'm like, 
damn. So then after that, I just you just started like getting yoked and shit. So you took that motivation. I took that motivation. I started taking the enormous. Yo, I remember that shit. So this dude used to take this thing called enormous, (laughs) and he would eat it with a scoop of peanut butter, some olive oil, (laughs) and uh, uh, oats. Oats, yeah, oats. And you that shit was it was like a three thousand calorie shake. It was way more than that. Oh, was it? It was like it was like. Four or five thousand calories. That's fucking crazy, dude. But you were ch- yoked out of your fucking mind. Yeah, I man. was. I had no flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't turn my neck. That shit was fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Ain't you lucky? You just gaining muscle like it's nothing. This dude pisses me off. I've seen this fool in our house eat strawberry belts, tacos, <laughs> pizza, fried chicken, and then at the end of the day, he still has a six pack. I would eat the same shit, and I look like this. I just I did that. Is that really a thing? Like eating all that junk food and people really get fat. I just don't. That is a thing. That's a real fucking thing that people deal with. You son of a bitch. That's, I don't that's, say that's, that's how it. That's how it normally works. I, I, uh, that, that doesn't work. So usually when you eat shit food, you look like me. So, when, <laughs> but you would just consistently get buffer, and I didn't fucking understand. And you know what the worst thing is? I've actually worked out with this dude. I arguably work out harder than him. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. He sweats. Like, he did my workout and he threw up. Yep, I did. I definitely did. <laughs> I did, yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, these are the genes. I, I'm telling you, if you look at my... I'm afraid to do 23andMe because I'm going to find out that everybody in my ancestry, they're a bunch of fairies. That's it. They're not even humans. <laughs> they were a bunch of fairies and pixie dust people. <laughs> and then my, my great ancestor was like a juggler. The other person just knit baskets. <laughs> and I have a great, great, great aunt that was just disabled. She had polio and she couldn't walk. That's, that's all my whole lineage. Because that makes sense. That's why I'm barely alive and shit. You have warriors and Vikings in your fucking shit. I probably do. I got nothing, dude. Yeah. I could do 100 push-ups a day. And I would somehow end up with smaller pecs. And worse arms. That makes no sense. I work out that hard, bro. Sucks, man. That's why I like to just I'm punch sorry. people in the face. I'm sorry. Maybe kicking around, kick around the house and shit. We'll figure it out. All right, everybody. Well, that's the uh, conclusion of this episode. We'll see you guys next time. This video was sponsored by Eduardo's Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Security alarm. Security. Hey, are you insured? Probably not. Have you murdered somebody? Are you a convicted rapist? <laughs> Have you kidnapped children? No credit. Guess what? You qualify. (laughs) (laughs) See y'all next time. All right, peace.